Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Great to have you with us. 888-900-3393. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, retired Supreme Court Justice John Paul Stevens. Third longest serving member of the Supreme Court when he retired. Uh, just, just died at 99. Complications following a stroke, I guess. But, I mean, he was 99. So, good long, long life. Uh, productive. Not my favorite Mm-mm. of Supreme Court justices by Mm-mm. any stretch, but still. Uh, 888-900-3393. You know, uh, the annoying robocalls we're getting on our cell phone all the time, sometimes these could be all the time scammers trying to scam information from me. In fact, I think almost every time they are. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, when they steal your home's title, it can really be a problem for you. That's one of the big goals of these scammers now is to get your home's title. And then they uh, they make it look as though they bought the home from you. Then they take out a loan against your home's equity and you get stuck with the payments. It's just, it's a nightmare. You don't need to try to extract yourself from this. Uh, you need to avoid it completely. Now, LifeLock doesn't protect you from this kind of theft. Uh, They do such a great job on other forms of ID theft, but not this. This is the specialty of Home Title Lock. For pennies a day, Home Title Lock will put a virtual barrier around your home's title. And right now, they can get through this time when so so much of our information has been stolen and and exposed. They can get you through this period with 60 risk-free days of protection. Register your address now. Find out if you're already a victim. And protect your home's title at Home Title Lock. HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. That Gray Unleashed. So yesterday, the House, the Democrat-led House, voted to condemn President Trump's racist, racist comments. Uh, it was quite a battle on the House floor um nancy pelosi wanted to speak apparently she's not supposed to then they have a vote to allow her comments uh well she spoke and then she did speak yeah she spoke and then and then they wanted it stricken from the record right and so uh they didn't because they voted to keep it and then strangely steny hoyer objected to her comments being on the record and uh, he tried to uh, bring around a vote to eliminate them from the record, and that that failed as well. So they're, they're still in the record. Yeah. Uh, but Steny Hoyer, for some really weird reason, trying to do the right thing. There. Yeah, when this was going down, huh. uh, the libs on Twitter were... Uh, going nuts? Yeah, they were saying, oh, I'll it's bet. time to primary Steny Hoyer. <laughs> Wow, I love this. This is fun. Yeah, don't try to do the right thing. If you're a Democrat, you just do what the Democrats are telling you to do, what the psychos are trying to tell you to do. Mm. And don't you dare follow rules or laws or regulations or House tradition. As long as they're trying to go after Trump, allow it all. <laughs> just it's it's amazing. Um so as a result, what does that mean? Nothing, really. 
it's just entered into the record. So what? <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really hurt the president, although it'll be used in, in the campaign against him. Uh, that's, that's probably the only problem with this is they're going to bring this up over and over and over and over and over and over and over again now. It's all we're going to hear next year is what a racist he is because he told them to go home or go back or whatever it was he said. Jeez. And I thought it was uh, really fun. The uh, GOP was sending out talking points uh, yesterday with uh, a whole bunch of uh, reminders of the things that uh, the squad has said over the years. And wow, where are the condemnation votes on those women? Seriously. Really good, good question. Stuff in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, the president tries to remind us of this from time to time because... He's the only one that knows how to do this for some reason. <laughs> I know. There's no other Republican in the world that can do this, I guess. I don't know. Um, but as a reminder. <laughs> I love this. Ilan Omar tweeted, Israel has hypnotized the world. May Allah awaken the people and help them see the evil doings of Israel. <laughs> yeah. Just a judge for compassion for ISIS recruits <laughs> who were being sentenced for planning on joining the terrorist organization. She dismissed 9-11 as some people did something and refused to answer if she was pro-Al-Qaeda. Isn't that something? (laughs) She said that Jewish lawmakers have allegiance to a foreign country regarding their support to Israel. She tweeted that the U.S. support for Israel was all about the Benjamins, and when she was asked what that meant, she responded, AIPAC. She described acts of terrorism as a reaction to United States involvement in other people's affairs. In other words, we had it coming to us. She said ignorance really is pervasive in many parts of this country. She's blamed America for the crisis in Venezuela. She attacked American soldiers for the Black Hawk Down mission. Wow. Rashida Rashida Tlaib said thinking of the Holocaust provides her a calming feeling. Called critics of her Holocaust distortion racist idiots. Defended Omar's 9-11 comments saying she does speak truth accused pro-Israel advocates of having a dual loyalty, has a long history of associating with terrorists, supports the BDS movement, and posed for photos with a campaign fundraiser who promoted anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. Uh, AOC, the socialist feature of the Democrat Party, of course, said the current state of America is garbage, claimed that the United States is running concentration camps on the southern border, said illegal immigrants are more American than any person who seeks to keep them out ever will be, refused to condemn socialist Venezuela dictator Nicolas Maduro, but eagerly attacked U.S. Special Representative for Venezuela, Elliot Abrams, defended Omar's disgusting 9-11 comments and said we shouldn't be allowed to show pictures of the terrorist attack because it's triggering. Wow. She also keeps, she and Ilan Omar keep repeating the lie that that illegal aliens are being forced to drink toilet water in border facilities. Ayanna Presley accused border agents as being a cog in the machine of oppression. Called for the defending of ICE, claiming the agency is irrevocably broken. And to top it all off... When asked to condemn the Antifa terrorist attack at an ICE facility this weekend, uh, Presley attacked the media. AOC was silent multiple times, and uh, so was Omar. 
So uh, these are reprehensible, despicable people. Yeah, I mean, if we're in the business of condemning our uh, leaders, yeah, where's the condemnation? Officially, there? let's got some catching up to do. As far as I'm concerned, they should all four be impeached. They should be out of office. They've got no place in our in our uh, in our republic. They they at least not in the governing of our republic. They should be sent home to their districts without jobs in the uh, U.S. government. That would be nice. Yeah, there are some uh, there are some highlights in here that that get uh, dangerously close to um, aiding and abetting the enemy. Oh, I think so too. <laughs> Especially in mm-hmm. Omar's resume. Hey. They're all despicable. Absolutely reprehensible. The squad. Ugh. Pathetic and nauseating. Really tough to um to be um, moderate when it comes to discussing the squad. Because they, to me as to the president, they are anti-American. They do hate this country. And I don't think they belong in our government. Um, I was I was reading a an interesting article though uh, by someone who is a Trump fan, um, but he thinks the president should admit that he went too far this time. Michael Goodwin in uh, wrote an opinion piece in the New York Post, and. Uh, he says his tweet will not live in infamy, but his cringeworthy go back language rhymes with many of his earlier self-inflicted mistakes. He said, uh, it always seems to happen when things are going pretty well. So it was Sunday with Democrats engulfed in a vicious civil war and Trump's poll numbers rising against the 2020 candidates. Indeed, things were so relatively tranquil that the media's perpetual outrage machine was out of grist. Wow, yeah. Then suddenly, Trump <laughs> fired at his opponents and shot himself in the foot. That's a great point. That is. Yeah. It is this is this is. It's like he's bored with things going too well. And so, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to stir things up again. Self-inflicted. That's well said, yeah. Instantly, the political world, uh Goodwin writes, goes crazy. The media is over the moon with its new ammunition against the president they loathe, and tempers immediately reach the boiling point. This is it, the Trump haters insist. This time he's gone too far and there's no coming back. He's toast. He's finished. And then it's over. The news cycle moves on in search of fresh meat. President turns down the volume without admitting a mistake or apologizing. And the comment, it's always a comment, gets consumed into the fatberg of yesterday's news. (laughs) Then he writes, this time might be different, though. But most likely it isn't. Unless the entire nation has lost its mind the republic will not be destroyed by a tweet and how about that he actually referred to this country as not a democracy but a republic thank you (laughs) thank you michael (laughs) i appreciate that Uh that's not to suggest the president hasn't harmed himself and his cause while i don't believe his tweet reflected racial intent enough reasonable people believe it did and so a cleanup is in order the best course would be for him to signal regret, acknowledge it was a tweet too far, and then people of goodwill, the vast majority of Americans, will see it not as a surrender, quite the contrary. It will let them close the books on the incident, which is good for the president and the country. Um, but apparently the president 
doesn't agree. Uh, Goodwin actually got in touch with him, with the president. And uh, Trump said, I just feel these people hate our country. I think people understand that we want people who love our country and are capable of loving our country. When I raise the troubled history of the words go back, which were often used as insults against African-Americans and immigrants, including Jews, he responded that he has pages and pages of statements made by the four House members in mm-hmm. question, and we, wrote, we read you some of those, that he called filthy comments toward America and Israel. These people are haters. They probably hate our country. That's my opinion. While he conceded he might be wrong about public reaction, he believes most Americans <clears throat> are glad to have somebody speak up for them. And that's true. <laughs> that's true. Especially for his base. That's why he was elected. Uh, Goodwin writes, There's no doubt that Trump has benefited from the Dem civil war and comes off especially well against these far-left rookies. The more they talked at their Monday press conference, the better he looked. That is really true. <laughs> yeah, that is. We played some of that yesterday. Oh man, are they bad? Do you think there was any coordination between the <clears throat> squad's uh, Monday press conference and Pelosi's Tuesday, you know, condemnation vote? In Probably, other words, yes. was she trying to? In other words, did they script this together? Yeah. Or was she trying to one up them after their press conference? I wonder. Hmm. Because there is definitely a conflict of interest there in the Democratic Party, and I love it. <laughs> it's fun to see them eat their own. <laughs> yeah. You just sit back and and snack on some popcorn while you watch. <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. And you tell the president, no, 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 no. no. Let, let's let them play. Yeah. Let's Shh. let them play. <laughs> Save it. Save it for next year. Uh, 888-933-93. Let me tell you about the big cruise we've got planned. No doubt you've heard about it. <clears throat> Maybe you're really interested and you haven't checked it out yet. <clears throat> Go to comesailaway.com and check it out. Find out the different packages and get all the details on what's going to happen because there are stops in Venice, Italy, and Jerusalem, Israel, uh, Athens, Greece, and Croatia. Just so great. What a fun, amazing trip. And it's not just the ports of call either, because there's a lot to do on the boat itself. On the ship, there's 11 bars, four jacuzzis, three pools, jogging tracks, you know, movie theaters, the 4D movie theater. So whatever you want to do, you're going to find you're going to find it on this cruise. Plus, hear about great history. Whenever Glenn goes somewhere, he really likes to know all of the history of the area. Like when we moved to New York, it was so much fun to to go around with him in New York because he's studied that history of the progressive era. And to hear him tell about the buildings and what was the motivation behind them and the, the architecture, architecture and the statues and all of that. Anyway, so on this trip, it's going to be fantastic to be there with Glenn and Bill O'Reilly and Stu David Barton, is there anybody on this planet that has more information than David Barton <laughs> and disseminates it quicker than David Barton does? Right. <laughs> Word economy, baby. Uh, Rabbi Lappin. Anyway, it's a 14-day adventure you're going to love. You don't want to miss this. Go to comesailaway.com. That's comesailaway.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. 
Hey, have you watched any of uh, The Loudest Voice on Showtime yet? The uh, Roger Ailes story? Oh, I have not, if you're asking me. I saw the first two episodes last night, and uh, it's really good. Wow. It's it's, uh, clear that they're trying to make him look like a lunatic. So is it fair? Uh, No. (laughs) Okay. No, it's... I mean, it's not as unfair as I thought it was going to be, though, because while they do spin certain things to make it look like Fox or warmongers and they were controlling the Bush White House and all of that, um, he's still, you see, he's a patriot. He's a genius. Uh, he knows what he's doing, at least as far as television is concerned. <laughs> they, it, but they also make him look like a dirtbag, which, you know. <laughs> what? But you know, I think your microphone cut out. It kind of dropped off there. Mar- yeah. Martin, do you have his mic on still? <laughs> well, I hear me laughing. It must be on. I don't yeah. know. Just, uh, just but thinking the about rest a, of that. You're thinking about a joke you heard earlier? Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. you heard in the hall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I lost my train of thought all of a sudden. Shoot, what I we forgot what we were, what oh, we were it's talking it's about. Hot. You didn't talk about the weather? It's hot. <laughs> Everybody knows Roger had some issues. Uh, we all do. You know, he just had certain issues that were probably more visible than others. <laughs> and and it's it's fascinating because some of the things are uh, obviously true and some of them not so much. Some of them, some of the conversations that he has with people in private, like, where did you get that? It's between him and his lawyer, Brian Lewis, uh, who, by the way, was a killer. Man, that guy. Oof. That guy was ruthless. Really good at what he did. And what he did was pretty much keep people in line. And if they weren't in line, um, yeah, they they had serious consequences happen to them. Mm. <laughs> so uh, some of this is true, but like private conversations like that, you don't know what they said. Yeah. You don't know what went back and forth between the two of them. And then, you know, the affairs, they allege. And did that happen? I don't know. I never saw. I didn't know Roger very well. I only met him a couple of times, but... Um, so I certainly don't know how he treated women, but you can see by the way he ran Fox that he liked women a lot, liked, liked them to show uh, at least a good portion of, of their skin. So <laughs> we do know that, right? Oh. So some of it is, you know, obviously true, and some of it is obviously spin. But it's been interesting. It's an interesting story, and I can't wait to get to the third episode, which is already aired, I think. Uh, and that's where they start talking about Glenn coming to work for him. Oh. And then I think the episode after that, whoever it is that plays Glenn, makes an appearance on on Fox and Friends. Now, which appearance do you think it is? You don't suppose it's the one where he actually accused the president of being a racist, huh. do you? You can't accuse the president of being a racist. (laughs) (laughs) That would never happen. Amazing does that look today, especially. Okay, it comes up every. It's been. Uh, It has been ten years. It was July of two thousand nine, and I July of two thousand nine. I know this day well because that was the day that I interviewed. With Glenn and his staff, it was that. Oh, it was. It was later that oh, day. Okay, all right. I, I remember that day well. I remember that day well too because I was there, uh, and I was waiting for him after the appearance. And he came out and said, "How was that?" Like he always does. 
And I said, um, I, I thought it was fine because we all know that there are is reason to believe he might be. But man, uh, I don't know if other people are going to. There might be a little fallout from that. You think, really? <laughs> yeah. And there was a little fallout. A little bit. To, to this day when they mention him, a lot of times, Glenn Beck, the commentator who once accused Barack Obama of being a racist... So for the longest time, just his accusation of Obama being a racist made Glenn a racist. Remember those days? Mm-hmm. So I guess Nancy Pelosi's a racist. I guess uh, most of the Democrats in Congress, all of them, in fact, are racists. Can we start introducing, like, if we have a clip? In fact, we do have a clip later, hopefully we can get to, of uh, the former president, uh, Barack Obama. We could say... Um, uh, here's a clip from a guy who has called police officers stupid. Yeah. Let's oh. roll that clip. <laughs> Jeez. Uh. Yeah, they acted stupidly. Mm-hmm. Police acted stupidly. Then there was the, uh, his grandmother. Yeah. Uh, was, had something bred into her. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, because when you're walking down the street, you know, just something been bred into her. Uh-huh. And Back. she crosses. Uh, dang, where is that? I know I have that here. Obama somewhere. G grandmother? Yeah, maybe. Mm. Except you can't do it like that. Oh, you can't? No. Oh, I'm glad I'm not over there then. I know, right? Right. That's why it uh takes it, a professional to uh Exactly Keith. To, to run the, the Thank you for noticing. Which is obviously working out beautifully over there. It's working the out incredibly well. Is, uh, yeah. Searching for the it's Obama clip. This clip. I can no more disown him than I can disown my white grandmother. A woman who helped raise me, a woman who sacrificed again and again for me, Mm -hmm. a woman who loves me as much as she loves anything in this world. Right, this is the first one. But a woman who Mm -hmm. once confessed her fear of black men who passed her by on the street. Wait, what? And who on more than one occasion has uttered racial or ethnic stereotypes. Oh my gosh. That made me cringe. So your grandma's a racist? She is a... Uh Uh-huh. Uh, typical white person. Oh, well, she's a... No, okay, well, that's it. She's a typical white person. There it is. That's all it is. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Turn that around. Turn that around to a white guy saying she's a typical black person. Oh. All hell breaks loose. Oh, You're not the president anymore. Seriously. <laughs> the impeachment papers are, are filed yep. before sunset. Yep. Uh, Who, uh, you know, if, you know, she, if she sees somebody sees, on the street. She gets scared, obviously. She doesn't know. Yeah. You know, there's a reaction that's been bred into... But what? Uh, our experience. <laughs> That's an incredible. That is an incredible 15 seconds of absolute racist rhetoric. And that was Absolutely before he racist. was president. Okay. Americans still had the chance mm-hmm. to bail out. It wasn't right. too late. You compare that to what Donald Trump said? Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Thank you. There's no comparison. Uh, Obama is to the 100th factor more racist than anything Donald Trump got close to. That's just, that's unbelievable. She is a typical white person who's afraid of black people and has that reaction bred into her. Wow. I'm sorry. It doesn't get any more racist than that. I guess you could add she's also a hunky. That might be. (laughs) She's also a cracker. Maybe that. I don't know. And she clings to her, her god guns, and her guns. Gun her guns, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a racist comment. Absolutely. As well. I'm fighting them that they 
white people you know what that's that's just white people white people are scared i see black people and i get scared (laughs) i just want to listen to air supplied for comfort when i hear when i see a black person air supply huh? isn't there some air supply this white person could listen is there something more white than that's pretty good no that's pretty white yeah it's pretty white i don't think it gets any more what maybe barry manilow i don't know (laughs) barry manilow air supply though White people music. White and people music. you have to turn to it just to have some comfort after you see a black person. Because there's just... a reaction that's bred into us. Can we listen to the standards? <laughs> <laughs> the standards? I don't, I don't like Frank Sinatra, maybe? Yeah. Fly me back. to the moon. Yeah. Fly me to the moon. I actually like that song. Yeah, that's a good song. It's a good song. I have a fun story about that song. About Fly Me to the Moon? Yeah. Does it have anything to do with racist presidents? No. Okay, maybe doesn't. we'll get to it later. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, let's see. To review, uh, Glenn Beck was a racist for calling the president a racist. So, that means Nancy Pelosi is also a racist. So, I guess we're done here, right? We've fixed this thing. Uh, but it's fascinating that right now, during this time, these episodes of uh, Loudest Voice would be playing to remind us of all of this. I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible. 888-900-3393 and at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. So, But again, you know, what does all of this mean? It doesn't really do anything official. So what if they, if they put some condemnation in the house record? So what? Nobody's going to remember that a year from now. Except the Democrat candidates. And they're the ones who'll be harping on it. Speaking of those candidates, have you seen who raised the most money in the last quarter? Ooh, I have not. Can I guess? No? Yeah, you go ahead. Wait, let me get you a drum roll. Oh, no, really? Let me see if you can uh, I got it. figure I think it out. It's got to be... Um, mm. I'm going to go with Harris. Huh? Ooh. Harris? Harris? I lose? Oh, Harris. Harris. No. Wow, that was... And so instead of fanfare... I know it's not no. Beto. It's, no, it's sure not Beto. That guy has laid a massive egg. Uh, it's Pete Buttigieg. Okay, okay. 25, like 24.9. So essentially $25 million. Oh, so like the, you said the last quarter? Last quarter. Yeah, because see, it feels like he's kind of cooled off. I thought so too. But, but uh, if it's over the last three months or so... Then he's still sure. raising a heck of a lot of money. $25 million Biden raised uh, 22 million. Then Harris and Warren raised, I think, 19 and 18, respectively. Warren, so, yeah. how is that happening? She is really. She's probably doing. She's probably got more mem- momentum than anybody else right now. And if she had a personality, I know she would. She be does have a personality. Off. All the personality. Well, about half the personality of a bathroom bull brush. Remember when she tried to be like Instagram queen because she was mm-hmm. jealous of AOC's attention? Yes. Uh, hi, I'm standing in my kitchen and I'm going to have <laughs> right. And my husband a is, beer. It's look it. It's my mm. husband who is in this room with me now. Would you? Would like- you like a beer, honey? No, thank you. Okay. Okay, I will drink that beer as well mm. because I want to get drunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> she is. Maybe horrible. if I got really, really drunk, it would make me seem more human. 
Uh, no, no. She is absolutely oh, robotic. You're she's right. so awful. Ugh. You know, it reminds me of the early days of uh, Al Gore when everybody was talking about how robotic he was. Oh, she's just like that. Oh, Maybe my goodness. Worse. Oh, when Ross Perot passed away, my kids and I, yes, this is life with me. Uh, we watched the NAFTA... <laughs> That's a NAFTA debate with Larry King. That's fun. Yeah, Al Gore and Ross Perot. And uh, boy, hey kids. you talk about, he was sitting, they're, they're sitting shoulder to shoulder each other. And he's just like, he is a robot, Al Gore. Oh my goodness. I know it. Just the worst. All right. If you've got pain that you're dealing with, oh, I can relate. Believe me, I can, mm-hmm. I can absolutely relate to it. And lots of it comes, most of it probably uh, comes from inflammation. That's where Relief Factor comes in. Relief Factor works. It's got four key ingredients that work directly on inflammation. Once you calm that down, the pain goes away. It's almost magic. Mm-hmm. And uh, Keith has had this... Swear by it. Keep his whelp under control <laughs> for years now. <laughs> so if you've got whelp, you know, weird leg pain, weird shoulder pain, back pain, whatever it is, Try Relief Factor. There's a three-week quick start. What do you have to lose? It's only $19.95. If it works, order more. If it doesn't, just discontinue. 70% of those who order the quick start get more because it's working for them. So if you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, it's relieffactor.com. Pat Gray, Unleashed. Welcome to it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Express tweeted consent <laughs> tweets. On behalf of the state of Michigan, I'd like to apologize for our contribution to the squad. Rashida Talib. Yeah, thank you. Yep. And uh for Jeffy. <laughs> Michigan that, did give us Jeffy. That one we cannot we can't excuse you for yeah. that. One. There's no excuse. We'll for forgive that. you for the first yeah, one. Rashida Talib, maybe, but not Jeffy. No, I'm <laughs> sorry. We can't. Some that's, things are just too egregious. That's a bridge too far. Okay. <laughs> Jackal Spunky Trucker tweets, did Pat really just ask Keith about a program on a premium premium pay channel? Yeah, I thought that's that was... A, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, as you say, you see the show another, on Showtime? Another, another bridge too far. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I don't know. They play sports on Showtime? Uh, are the Falcons on it? Yeah, right? No, they're not. not interested. Uh, can I hear the Connells there? No. The Connells? Mm, Connells. The con- there you whatever go. they are. They're not on any channel. You gotta go and find them. Conservatarian lady? So, sitting in the pew at Reverend Wright's church wasn't enough proof that Obama... <laughs> that's another thing. And uh-huh. I keep forgetting that. Yep. It, egregious example! Good point, conservatarian. I just lady. I wasn't there on the days when my pastor was being racist. Yeah, I oh, I, I fell asleep. <sighs> uh, I I was in with the children in the children's room. Oh, he volunteered down yeah. the hall yeah, in yeah. Sunday school. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. Barack Obama was never mm-hmm. in the pews. <laughs> Twenty years, you know, he heard most of those sermons, oh. and he agreed with them. And he absorbed them. He absorbed them completely. Oh boy, and they, that's why we heard. That his grandma was a typical white person who had reactions to black people bred into her. Oh, my God. Those sermons validated his views. The hypocrisy, as she points out, is agonizing. It is agonizing. Mm. Now, now, when we bring back uh, bingo this fall or whatever that happens, Uh, agonizing has got to be a center square. It comes up every day. (laughs) And you know what we're going to be saying? Oh, my gosh. 
this year, 2020. It's so agonizing. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about it because it's just right. It's it's worse every day. It's we haven't. Glenn thinks we're hitting a tipping point. I hope he's right. And we talked about this before when the you know the pendulum swings back and hits and goes further the other way. I you know maybe that happens too. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. In the meantime, this racist president. Um, <laughs> is working on multiple fronts right now. Listen to how hateful Oh, no. Is. What is he doing he now? Just, What's the racist president doing listen today? Listen to this for a second. This is going to blow you away. Oh. <laughs> He's working on multiple fronts to investigate and combat a rising tide of anti-Semitism in America. Not to bring it about. Wait, wait, wait. What? To combat. This doesn't compute. I know. <laughs> Top officials have warned it's spreading across the country, and it sure is. You don't think, uh, I don't know, our leaders like, Rashida Tlaib and Ilan Omar have anything to do with that? Do you? <clears throat> How hmm. dare you? You know what? Let's get a resolution. Martin, write it up. We'll get it to our representative. Let's put something forth today at the House of Representatives. Um, Pat Gray should be brought up. Uh, he should be condemned for whatever he just said. <clears throat> oh, okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Just making a point there. Uh, during a uh, day-long conference, the first of its kind for this administration, senior administration official, officials from across the government gathered with legal experts and scholars to address the growing threat of anti-Semitism, uh, which has resurged in America and, seriously, in Europe, it's getting really bad. Well, in Europe, they're... Yeah, I know, in Europe. That's where all of this stuff festers. Yeah. And stews, and then spreads all over the world. That's when we left. Exactly right. The forum comes amid disclosures by the FBI that hate crimes in the U.S. have risen steadily since 2014, with anti-Jewish crimes consistently comprising more than half the totals each year. Now, all we hear about is Islamoph- Islamophobia, that Muslims have it so bad, they're so persecuted. Really? It's mostly Jewish. Uh, attacks, attacks on, on Jews. Organized by the Justice Department, senior Trump administration officials from the Education, Treasury, and State Departments have joined together to talk about a range of actions the government is taking uh, to prevent federal dollars from being spent on college programs that are trying to mainstream anti-Israel ideologies. Who else has done so much for Israel? Right, And, and we talk Nobody. about... Nobody. We talk about how he goes wow. out of his way. President Trump goes out of his way to defend Israel and to stop sure the does. anti-Semitism. And I, uh, it always sticks in my mind. Who would have known that Ireland was banning people from bringing back goods from the West Bank? Yeah, they were joining the boycott until right. President Trump intervened and said, okay, yeah, but t- that's going to yeah. cost you. They that's were telling their citizens, you, you can't buy products uh, in that part of Israel. We won't let you bring them back in the country. And then Trump's like, okay, well, then All Ireland right. will have you have some consequences as well for And us. that stopped him immediately. Sure did. By the way, the Education Department's already launched a formal investigation into uh, how about 250000 in federal grant dollars went to Duke in North Carolina. For a series of events that featured speakers and organizations tied to not just anti-Semites, but also known terrorist organizations. <laughs> and this is from the racist Yeah, from the president. racist Trump administration. Okay. Okay. I just, man. Huh. Amazing. 
Just it does when you stop and think about what President Trump has done with Israel and for Jews, it's really mind blowing because there has been no president outside of maybe Harry Truman that has done as much for Israel. Yeah, I mean Truman really fought for the uh, for the partitioning of you know a Jewish homeland. Let's set aside a Jewish homeland now, and uh, so. He was instrumental in in that movement, which, by the way, oh, no. bears repeating. At the same time, they also set up a Palestinian nation, which the Palestinians rejected because they didn't want to live next to Israel. <laughs> so instead, they tried to take the whole area for themselves, and that didn't work out for them. Now, they're still pissed off about it. Well, sorry, you could have had that homeland a long time ago. Multiple times. Clinton in 99. <sighs> yep. Now, you know what? They're about to drop the whole two-state solution now. Most people are against that. It's, it's kind of interesting. They're, they're essentially saying, yeah, the two-state solution doesn't work. They're just not going to coexist. They can't. So we're going to have to do one nation. It'll be in Israel, and then we'll, you know, we'll divide off a part of Israel for uh, the Palestinians, which doesn't work because they always insist on East Jerusalem being part of Palestine. No. No. Jerusalem belongs to Israel. <laughs> anyway, um, the Trump administration is always do- also doing this, and I think this has to be done. They're doing a major crackdown on asylum seekers. Oh, what? You people who just want to get away from oppression in their own country. They just want a better life. They just want a better life. They just want to be safe. Do jobs Americans won't do. Oh, you want to be safe. They just want to, just want their families here to be safe. Uh huh. Yeah, I know. I know. So you know what you can do? You can apply for asylum at your nearby uh, uh, consulate. That's what you can do at your nearby embassy where you live, and then you know go through the process there. That's a little better than trying to break across our border. Or you can go to a point of entry in this country and do it the right way. Instead, that's not what they're doing. They're crossing the border illegally and then saying asylum. I'm sorry. No. No. There's got to be some kind of order. Order. Otherwise, we're just, <clears throat> we're going to have chaos. And we're going to end up being the same kind of country <clears throat> that you're leaving. Exactly right. So, uh, the new rule published in the Federal Register would require most migrants entering through America's southern border to first seek asylum in one of the countries they traversed. Oh, how about that? Huh. What an idea. What a concept. Whether in Mexico, Central America, you know, Ireland, wherever, whatever country you're fleeing, apply there first. Um, it's not too much to ask. It's, it's really not. It just helps keep order, helps us to understand who's coming here and why. So, one, an alien who demonstrates that he or she applied for protection from persecution and, or torture in at least one of the countries through which the alien transit, uh, transited en route to the United States, and the alien received a final judgment denying the alien protection in such country. Mm-hmm. Number two yet thing you have to do, an alien who demonstrates that he or she satisfies the definition of, quote, victim of a severe form of trafficking in persons, unquote, or an alien who has transited <clears throat> en route to the United States through only a country or countries that were not parties to the 1951 convention okay. relating to the status of refugees. 
So there you go. I so mean, some order to saying asylum is still available. Yes. Just we're going right. to make it clear the process. Please mm-hmm. follow it and don't treat us like the third world nation that you're leaving. Thank you. Yes. It's that simple. But uh, what a hater for wanting to do that. Uh, that Donald Trump. Mm. <laughs> Does he ever hate? Uh, and just to give you a reminder, he's not the first one. He's not the only one to have hated like this. Really? Let's play the other person who was so hatefully hate-mongering on the <laughs> asylum situation. What a hate-monger this guy was. <laughs> he met a certain number of refugees from all around the world based on some fairly narrow criteria. Mm-hmm. Uh, and typically, refugee status is not granted just based on uh, economic need. Uh, what? Uh, because what? A family lives in a bad neighborhood or poverty. Uh, what? It's typically defined uh, fairly narrowly. Uh, uh, you have a state, for example, that was targeting a political uh, activist uh, and uh, they need uh, to uh, uh, get uh, out of the country uh, for fear uh, of prosecution or uh, even death. There may be some narrow circumstances uh, in which uh, there uh, is a humanitarian or refugee status that a family might be eligible for. Mm-hmm. If that were the case, it would be better for them to be able to apply in-country rather than take what? a very dangerous journey all the way up <laughs> uh, to Texas uh, to make those same claims. Uh, but I, uh, I think it's important to recognize mm-hmm. that uh, yeah, what? That would not necessarily accommodate a large number okay. of additional hmm. migrants. What a hate monger. What a monger it. in hatred. What a person who mongers in the mongering of hate. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, is perfection. Thank you, right Tom there. Sheehan, for sending that Yeah, to thank me. you. That is <laughs> unbelievable. So- I'd forgotten about that. I didn't even know that Virtually existed. Virtually everything this president is trying to do has already been done or tried by Obama in the past. And that was after he was reelected. That clip is from 2014. My gosh, that's unbelievable. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Man, boy, that Obama, what a hater, huh? Yeah, he, well, he's, I told you, he's a hate monger who mongers in hate. Yeah. And uh, I, I can't tolerate it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So now we know Google and YouTube aren't just silencing conservatives online. They're also manipulating their algorithms to try to interfere with the 2020 election. Remember, they said they're trying to take some steps now in this next election Mm -hmm. to ensure this never happens again. And what this was, was the election of Donald Trump. Uh, They also donate, of course, heavily, you know, companies like Verizon and AT&T to Planned Parenthood um, causes like LULAC that promote illegal immigration, gun control. There's only one way we can save this republic, and that's to stick together and insist on certain things. And you can do that with your cell phone, too. Patriot Mobile was started so that you would have an outlet that doesn't donate to all these liberal progressive causes. They donate to conservative causes, things that you believe in. In fact, you mandate what they donate your money to. With plans... Starting as low as $25 a month, you get the same crystal clear nationwide service. And a portion of your bill, though, goes to candidates and causes you believe in. It doesn't cost you any extra. It's just part of the deal. Just like with Verizon and AT&T, they're, you know, most of their com- customers don't know that they donate all this money to progressive causes. So they make it really easy for you to switch. It's not a hassle at all. Go to PatriotMobile.com. 
Select your plan and get a free month of service when you use the offer code COMEONOVER. All one word. Since 2015, they've raised over $2 million to support the Constitution. So please be a part of this. You have a choice. Make this switch today. Go to patriotmobile.com. Promo code COMEONOVER. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. I mean, not that we've had any ill effects from illegal immigration at all. I I don't want to overstate this situation. For instance, um, some illegal immigrants who've gotten together in little groups in Los Angeles um, that they call, we're we're just a gang. We're a gang of people. Um, And we're going to call it uh, Matricula Salvador um, or MS-13 for short. And we're just going to have, you know, we're going to be like an Elks Lodge or the Moose Lodge that kills people. That's all. I don't want to, I mean, I don't want to state that this, let's not overstate the fact that there's serious repercussions from illegal immigration. Don't worry about that. There's not. There's not. The, uh, MS-13, hugely more active in L.A. for some reason. A lot and, of moose lodges there? Yeah, a lot of, a lot of moose lodges. Okay. And a lot of grisly murders over the past two years. They've gotten super, super violent, uh, including hacking a victim to death with a machete, carved out his heart. Uh, and this goes on and on. You know why they did that? They, they hacked a, uh, six of them took him out into the woods and hacked him to death and then cut his heart out. And then dumped his body over a cliff. But But you might understand when you find out he actually had defaced some MS-13 graffiti. And didn't quite memorize the Moose Lodge pledge? You're right. No, he had the Moose Lodge pledge. Oh, he had that one? It was just the graffiti? He just spray painted over some graffiti. Well, at least we so, have. You know, the only thing you can do in that case is to cut their heart cut them up. out. That's all you can do. Cut them up. Yeah. So you only have. They left. He left them with no choice for I these think, wonderful migrants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Well, but at least we have a good, solid handle on the border, so no other MS-13 gang members will be coming in anytime soon. Since we, sure. We locked it down. Oh, it's airtight now. Airtight. <laughs> it's absolutely hermetically sealed and airtight. So don't even worry about it anymore. Uh, Good. And as if that's not enough, um, I had a little deal where lots of Africans are coming in from Ebola-plagued areas. I wouldn't worry about that at all. But they are pouring across the border now from (laughs) Africa. Because you know what? Things are crappy in their country. Now, (laughs) does it matter whether the people who reside there are red, black, blue, or purple? Uh, No, it doesn't. It's a crap hole country. It is. Uh, the Congo is in desperate straits right now. The DCR, the Democratic, or DRC, Democratic Republic of Congo Mm -hmm. and Congo are both uh, a mess. And so people are fleeing those nations. Yeah, and I got news for you. Um, Mm -hmm. We don't want the Nordic states socialism brought over here as well. That's exactly right. Those white countries. If okay. the white countries, it, like Norway, had people flooding across our border, I'd be just as opposed to it. Especially if there was a, a possibility that they're bringing Ebola with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a little Ebola-averse. I don't want it. Uh, there's the uh, EbolaOutbreakMap.com that uh, you can track where Ebola is popping up around the world. 
And um, surprising places. Right, right now, it's relatively calm in America. We'd kind of like to keep it that way. Well, it's calm, but as he points out, a lot of the African refugees, yeah. 350 of them, were sent to San Antonio and put on buses all over the country. Yay. We didn't screen them. We didn't find out who they were. We just let them go. And they went into the country. They, they, they weren't quarantined to see if, okay, maybe it's just incubating in them. We don't know. We don't have any idea. Why would you do that? I don't even understand that. Why would you not at least quarantine for a while? It's madness, man. <sighs> Forget I mean, they, we, they don't want to. They don't want to shut down the borders. Madness. They don't want to screen who's coming in here. Nope. It is truly. Oh. Well, it's like we're committing national suicide. That's what it's like. It's it's like <clears throat> all right, just come infect us. I don't I don't care. And if you're coming from a Middle Eastern company, c- country that hates us and maybe you have a dirty bomb, oh, well, bring it on. Whatever. Ludicrous. Again, but, suicide. But don't worry, though, because you know that that uh, that asteroid is supposed to hit on September 5th. Oh, okay. All right. So we just have to hang How in How big there. is it? Yeah, big enough to... To do some damage? Give us some sleepy sleep time. Okay. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Some amazing things. Uh, an AI machine that uh, is doing some unbelievable thinking, sort of. We'll get into that here in uh, about one minute. Um, Mercury Real Estate. Let me tell you about realestateagentsitrust.com. There's over 1,000 of these agents across the country and another 5,000 on a waiting list to join it. So it's a really good network. And they get results for their clients. And that's something that's Pretty important, I think you'll agree, when you're talking about the biggest investment in your life, your home. Uh, And if you're relocating to a new area, not only do you have to sell your house, but then you have to buy one in a new place. And you don't know the neighborhoods, and you don't know what you're getting into necessarily. That's where the realtor comes in uh, at realestateagentsitrust.com. You can trust them because they know the area that we are talking about. They know uh, your family's needs. They'll find out your family's needs. And then find you a neighborhood where you're going to be comfortable and uh, live happily ever after. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and we will introduce you to the best agent in your area. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray. So now they've got uh, an AI algorithm that knows how to uh, manipulate a Rubik's Cube. All right. Now it's getting personal. Now, the Rubik's Cube has been around since, what, 1980s? Yep. I've never solved one. I mean, it's not like I've spent the last 30 years trying, but I've tried a few times. It's like, okay, that's too frustrating. Uh, Yeah, I've gotten this close to peeling the stickers off and Uh moving them around just to get it done. Say, look what I did. Uh, Yep, burn. uh Uh-huh. No, I'm terrible. So what you would do is buy one in its, you know, perfect colored form, and then you just never touch it, and people think, oh, wow, (laughs) you can solve that? (laughs) 
yeah, yeah, I can solve it. I just leave it alone, and it just stays that way. So it's great. You think I'm bored with it? I just put it on a shelf. <laughs> so I remember seeing when this was a really big phenomenon, when the Rubik's, Rubik's Cube was so big, like 11-year-olds doing it in 12 seconds or something, like 50 moves. This AI can solve the Rubik's Cube in a fraction of a second. Forget you. The best human effort, they say, is about 50 moves. This does it in 20. And it does the 20 moves in a fraction of a second. Is that amazing? It's amazing. I don't care for this. Because it does it in so many less moves than a human can, they think it solves it in a totally different way than humans do. Which is interesting, but that's... That's what we're coming up we're coming up on. And this might have some unintended consequences mm-hmm. that we just haven't considered or have considered and then just ah don't worry about it. Ah, it'll be fine. <laughs> and now, we're gonna we're gonna say yeah. as it's annihilating us and shooting lasers mm-hmm. at us while we crawl away, we're gonna remember when it was so cute when it was doing remember that the Rubik's Cube, Cube thing? That was so great. <laughs> Can you do that trick, please? I remember when they used to play chess against chess champions and win, it was fun. <laughs> This isn't. Good times. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Do the Rubik's Cube. Come on. Pew, pew. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, that'll be fun when that happens. Uh, so I guess the uh, question is, how, how do we create advanced AI that is smarter, more robust, and capable of reasoning, understanding, and planning? Well, this is a step toward that goal. I, I don't know that we want to <laughs> uh, you know, accomplish that goal. Pull the plug. Pull the plug. Every so often we get stories like this. Yeah. And those are like, those are exits. Now what they say is it'll have great applications for Siri and Alexa. Oh. If you could just, if you could just make my uh, voice detection in my car work better. Like, call Keith. Calling Stan. How did you get Stan out of Keith? Okay. Call mom. Calling Paul. I don't even know anybody named Paul. What do you mean you're calling Paul? Uh, if you could just get rid of that, I'd be happy. Yeah. I don't want it to solve quadratic equations in half a second. I don't, I don't want that because that leads to scary stuff. I'm sure that the mom-Paul example is mm-hmm. accurate, but everyone knows that you're lying. Because I've never called Keith. You've ever told no, the phone to call me. Shut up. Actually, you know I have several times. Sure. You could probably count it on two hands, but I've, I've called. It's happened. <sighs> yeah, and Stan I mean, got what a do call you want? too, right? Huh? Stan probably got a call at the same time. Oh, Stan's had more calls than you. Because <laughs> I just get frustrated and say, yes, dial, and it does. Just, just and we, dial a number. Stan and I talk point. for a while. <laughs> yeah, is he pretty cool? <laughs> yeah, That's I guess. Good. I don't know him all that well, just from our recent conversations. It's triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Chess Grandmaster oh. just admitted cheating. After a photo surfaced of what appeared to be him <laughs> using his phone on the toilet to help him win I love during a tournament. This. Igor's <laughs> Rousis, 58, sure. known in the chess world for having climbed the rankings in the past six years. Uh, something unusual for a sport typically dominated by younger players. The Czech champ's meteoric rise excited a lot of fans and found him. He got a lot of support, I guess. But then... Everybody was real disappointed because he, he was caught cheating. During a tournament in Strasbourg, France. Oh, yeah. We were all over this. Somebody took a picture of what looked like him sitting on, on the toilet. Look at this. Fully clothed, using his phone during the competition. Look at that. He's taking a bathroom is. break, and he's getting some pointers from the app that yeah. he's going to go and take out to the, uh, 
to the to the tournament. Why did why does he have his shin taped up? Is that is the chest so physical and so brutal? Oh, wait a minute, go back. <laughs> what was that? He's got to he's got to tape up his shins. I tell you, it's a brutal sport. That yeah, chest. they're doing full contact chess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, compression sock, uh, circulation. Yeah, sure, got, whatever. Got, got we got know. Got this uh, chest injury that I'm nursing right now. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know what he's figuring out in the bathroom. How is that cheating? What is he looking at? That I think it was showing him like the next move and stuff to do. I think he's probably in there for quite a while. People are starting to get worried about him. It's like, man, somebody check on him. He's, <laughs> something's going on in there. Well, he just admitted to it. Yeah. He said, I confirmed the fact of using my phone during the game by written statement. What could I say more? I don't know. You're a douchebag? Maybe yeah. you say that. Maybe you're a cheater? You're a chess cheater, and that's the worst kind of cheat. That is. Yeah. That's the worst Because, kind. I mean, what you're saying is, I, I'm going to do everything I can mm-hmm. to make you believe that I'm the world's biggest nerd. Yes. Like, that's, that's how much I want this. Yes. Oh. And at 58 years old, you ought to know better, right? <laughs> uh, also, an 80-million-year-old nesting site found in the Gobi Desert in Mongolia confirms... That some dinosaurs nested in colonies like birds. That's cool, man. There's this whole movement that for the last couple of years that dinosaurs, they didn't used to be lizards. They're not of the lizard family. They're of a bird family. Mm. It's kind of weird, isn't it? But they're finding uh, more and more similarities to birds than any kind of lizard. Wow. I'm going to stop giving the stink eye to my son's parakeets. And uh-huh. Might- uh-huh. Eat me. Yeah, you don't know what they're going to evolve into. <laughs> uh, so anyway, this bird nest consists of at least 15 clutches of eggs laid during the same season wow. and buried by a flood. It's weird what they can ascertain Yeah, 80 million years later. Well, okay, these dinosaurs that were here were having, uh, they were having steak and eggs mm. uh, for, now is for it, weirdly, it was for breakfast. It wasn't for dinner. And then wow. at lunch, they had uh, they just uh, had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Mm-hmm. And then... Any traces of kale. Uh, two of them got together and were making out for a while. Uh, and then they stopped doing that. And then they uh, <laughs> one of them went over and ate the other one. Now, you know all that from looking at... <laughs> Kinky. From looking um, at these rocks? Oh, okay. And, the thing right. about this is... Um, what takes them so long? They discovered this site in 2011. It's taken them oh, eight yeah. years to, to get us some info. Let's go. Let's dig. Come on. Move faster at these sites. I think they go careful because yeah, you don't well, know what you're going to wreck. Sure. So I understand. Each clutch at the site contains between three and 30 eggs. <clears throat> some are 13 centimeters wide. On Well, on average, they are. They appear to have been buried in soil or organic material to keep them warm as megapode birds... And some crocodiles do today rather than being mm. brooded by the parents. Mm. Huh. But you lost me. You said something about 13 what? Centimeters? 13 yeah, centimeters? what is that? How I mean, that's that another egg? metric thing. So it could be 7,000 feet <laughs> or it could be a quarter of an inch. I don't know. We'll never know. There's no way to tell. There's just no way to eggs. tell. Okay. But in the weird <clears throat> discovery uh, mode, I was last week I was watching... Uh, the NFL Network, which you can't do because you don't have. I do have it. You do have the NFL Network. Yeah, when it comes around is it on an app. Um, when it comes or, around to football season, that's oh, when I okay. get TV. That's right. So I just, I just, 
<clears throat> That's right. Back. Have you seen the Hard Knocks episode with, I can't remember who, it was a defensive lineman, I think. It's this big, burly guy. And they're talking about what the players talk about at practice and after practice and when they're getting together at bars and whatever. And they found out that this guy doesn't believe in dinosaurs. He <laughs> thinks he thinks dinosaurs are made up and it's ridiculous. You're awesome. You're a lunatic if you believe in dinosaurs. But wait, what? Mermaids oh, are real. On. He believes there are mermaids and they are they exist today. In fact, is this on- they said when he got traded to the Rams uh-huh. and they were in Los Angeles, he was really excited because he'd be closer to the water where the mermaids are. <laughs> oh my it's, goodness, William is Hayes. That bizarre. William Hayes of the Rams? William Hayes. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> who it is. <laughs> so, dinosaurs are yes. ridiculous and you're pathetic. <laughs> if you believe it, you're so naive and stupid. Uh, but my, mermaids are <laughs> real? Why, how did you, where did that come from? Why? That is isn't that awesome. crazy? It's it's amazing. I it was that's it's hard to believe that you know grown men can believe that stuff. There's a video out there of a of a mermaid visiting him at practice, like you know someone dressed up like Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome! What a world we live in. What a Man. world! <laughs> I love it. That's cool. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, have you been following the Ehud Barak saga? He's been caught up in the Jeffrey Epstein situation because he knows him really well. And he's like, well, everybody knows him. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, but not everybody went to his island. Yeah, Ehud Barak went to the island in question where the young girls have been abused, apparently. But he said, well, I never saw any young girls while I was there. I was only there for a little while. I flew in and flew out, and I didn't see any girls. A lot of uh-huh. trouble to go down there. Just wink, to wink. Fly out. <laughs> right? I mean. You just fly. And I think he said he was there for 10 hours. So he goes to this remote island in the middle of nowhere for 10 hours and leaves. And But that was just to say hi. I just wanted to say hi to Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Call him on the phone. So they're thinking this could help uh, Benjamin Netanyahu in this election situation. Again, Israel has the same deal. Didn't they just go through an election? The answer is yes. Yeah, what? I don't get Two or three stuff. months ago, they went through it. He won. Okay, so he won. All right, leave him alone until the next time. Well, the next time is coming right up because somebody decided, you know what? We're a parliament, parliamentary uh, system here, so we're going to have another election because I don't like the results of that last one. Wait, What? <laughs> what? No wonder your countries are so volatile. It's just bizarre. So he's in the opposition, and uh, so this might might help Netanyahu, which would be good. But apparently, Barack Ehud Barak says he's met Epstein more than ten times and much less than a hundred times. <laughs> okay, that's a fairly wide range. Wow. But I can't tell you exactly how many. I don't keep count. Over the years, ah, I've seen him on occasion, but everybody knows him. His point was, uh, you know, I Bill Clinton knows him too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe that's not a good example, my friend. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that's helping your cause. <laughs> he said, I never attended a party with him. I never met Epstein in the company of women or young girls. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. <laughs> All right. I got you. He just goes down there to say hi. <laughs> and it's like, back on the plane. Haven't oh. you done that? Come sure. on. Sure. All the time. 888 <laughs> uh, Cheryl from Texas sent us this note about Riduzone and how well it worked for her. She lost 65 pounds with the help of Riduzone. And you could too. I mean, whether it's six pounds or 50 or a, a hundred, or in the case of, you know, some people like, I don't know, Jeffy. 1500 whatever it is you have to lose riduzone can help you get there because it contains oea which is something that's naturally present in your body but over time you know it lessens this just increases that signal that you're that's sent to your brain that you're full so stop eating it doesn't contain any caffeine either so it won't make you jumpy all day go to riduzone.com that's r-i-d-u zone.com Get a 30-day money-back guarantee. And that's how confident they are in their product. You can get a 30-day money-back guarantee and save 3%. 3, 30%. 30-day mm. money-back guarantee and 30% off on a three-month supply at RidUZone.com. It's Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blakes. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, where Bivital show of strength from the guys upstairs tweets. Uh, all from the squad yesterday. How Well, the squad and the guys upstairs are the two lunatics in the backyard. Yep. That's true. Mm-hmm. How insensitive it was for Pat to assume Keith can't count on two hands as high as other people can. <laughs> uh, transferring... <laughs> Bivital lack <laughs> is health care. Oh, yeah, that's right. The crazy thing in the backyard goes, lax. Or no, 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 no that was Omar lack who said is that. Oh, Omar. Yeah, lack is. Yeah. Humans developing AI to this level is the equivalent of zebras getting together and saying, you know what we should do? <laughs> you know what we should do? Let's develop lions. <laughs> that is really good. Mm-hmm. Humans developing AI that's smarter than us, that's better than us, is the equivalent of a of a group of zebras getting together and saying, "You know what we should do? <laughs> let's let's develop lions." <laughs> yeah, then they could eat us. No, they're going to be here to help us with stuff. That they're going to help us find food. <laughs> that is brilliant. <laughs> Hey, they're stronger than we are. They're yeah. they're faster or almost company. as fast. They'll keep us company, and they can kill other things and bring yeah. them to us and let us eat them. Right? You know how we we put we put old zebras in the old zebra folks' home. We can have we can have lions cuddle up to them, all warm and fuzzy. That's brilliant. That's good stuff. Kara thirty twenty two tweeted this out uh, yesterday. Democrats claim DACA kids shouldn't have to pay for their parents' crimes, but white people are still responsible for 17th century slave owners? That is perfection. Love that it. Is perfection. <sighs> yeah, due to no fault of their own. These DACA kids. These DACA kids are here because their parents brought them. They didn't do anything. They're totally innocent. We must let them stay. We can't hold them accountable for what their parents did. Yeah, but uh, the uh, 
All the white people here that had nothing to do with slavery 170 years ago? Yeah, they should pay massive reparations to the people who were slaves. <laughs> to the people who were slaves? You mean to the to, to the, the descendants? descendants to, come on. I mean, that's not even right. that. <laughs> that's that's right. Brilliant. And that's why the argument that comes up sometimes, well, you, you gave reparations, reparations to, to the Japanese. Well, yeah, when they were still alive, to the families it actually happened to. And for the record, that was the government that put these Japanese Americans behind bars. Correct. My family didn't do anything with slavery. And right. even the people that are connected, like, you know, Mitch McConnell and Beto, McConnell and Beto O'Rourke and all these people, I mean, that's not... The, the government was responsible for interning the Japanese, you see? Mm-hmm. There should not be... If anyone's going to pay anyone back for anything, it should be the government, right. not us as individuals. Uh, no. It makes well, no it, sense. It would be the government through our tax-paying dollars, and the government at the time. Maybe they they should. And did they not? Did they not give uh, forty acres and a mule? Is that, no, am I they wrong never about got that. that? They, they never get got that. that. That was a promise. They were promised. Okay. They were, it was never delivered. Oh, that's that's so, terrible. Yeah, it is terrible. <laughs> there was terrible things. We admit it. And guess who was in office? Progressives, Democrats. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and did Pat unleashed. On on Twitter, you know what? The fun just doesn't stop with this women's national soccer team. They are <laughs> it's a fun group of kids. Uh, it's not enough that the LGBTQIA2 plus uh, indoctrinated media are waving the rainbow flag at everybody's faces and yelling nonstop about how wonderful and funny and fantastic these uh, women are on the team because they bash Trump and they say naughty words on Twitter. Isn't that great? <laughs> <laughs> Give me them clicks. Give me them clicks, baby. <laughs> I love it when they when they use naughty words that everybody can see. <laughs> it's that so parade good. where kids were, man. Uh-huh. It's just terrible. Right. Yeah. It's, so uh, now one of the team's major media allies, OutSports, that's uh, for athletes who are out of the closet. They're going after Jaylene Hinkle, the Christian, and one of the best defenders, actually, in women's pro soccer, I guess. And she refused to be part of the women's national team when they started trying to push the LGBTQ Mm -hmm. uh, agenda down her throat. And she's like, no, I I don't feel good about that, so I'm going to step away. And make her wear a jersey that de facto endorsed Mm -hmm. and said that, look, I support that as well. Right. So Ashlyn Harris, one one of the women on this on the U.S., women's team who's marrying one of her teammates uh, soon tweeted out Hinkle, uh, the Christian player. Our team is about inclusion. Your religion was never the problem. The problem is your intolerance and you are homophobic. Mm. I, you know what? I'm so sick of just because you're not bowing down to Every little thing the LGBTQQIA2 plus agenda calls for. Just because you have a disagreement with them. Now, I don't care what you're doing in your bedroom. I don't, but I don't have to agree with it. I don't have to love it. I don't have to embrace it. And I don't have to promote it. I'm tolerant of it. I don't care what you're doing. Whatever. Fact is, it's none of my business. I just assume you not even talk about it. I don't care. I don't talk about my sexuality. So, stop with the homophobic thing just because somebody has a differing point of view. That doesn't mean they're afraid of homosexuals or that they don't like homosexuals. She continued. 
Okay. You don't belong in a sport that aims to unite and bring people together. Okay, so she doesn't belong in a sport that aims to bring and unite, bring people together. Oh, the inclusion here in the yeah. last few weeks has just oh, been... Oh, the inclusion. Oh. Isn't it amazing as she's, as she's singling out and vilifying and demonizing Jaylene Hinkle? Wait, but, but you're about uniting? No self-awareness at all. <laughs> it's crazy. Hello. So, uh, they are the gift that just keeps on giving to this country. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Speaking of which, uh, if you want a food substance that just keeps on giving to your body and it keeps giving to the healthiness of your body, you just feel better. Then you need to get Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. Now, if you eat vegetables all the time, my wife is a really good example. She loves vegetables. I don't understand it, but she does. Mm. Every night she's frying up something icky, like, you know, kale or kale plus uh, Brussels sprouts or, I don't know, quinoa she's had from time to time. It's like, well, my taste buds evolved. Well, mine didn't, okay? I'll not be a friend to the Darwinian theory that you subscribe (laughs) to. Oh, so you're, you're happy she's out of town for a little bit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Steak every night, baby. There it is. Go to BrickHousePat.com. Get 15% off your order, off your first order, when you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. Offer code PAT. Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three edit Pat Unleashed on Twitter where uh, Timothy Gilmer tweets. Any comment from the NFL guy whether or not unicorns fart rainbows? <laughs> That's right. I not. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I mean he believes in mermaids, not dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh-huh. So probably yes on the unicorns farting rainbows. Bivital show of strength from the guys upstairs. Uh, tweets, but how many times has Pat called or texted Keith when he was not under the influence of anesthesia or post-operative painkillers? Hmm. Uh, none. Yeah. That's zero. Typically, yeah. Tyler's bivital transferring strength. <laughs> Pat's dreamer infomercial would have been more compelling if he had played Sarah McLaughlin in the background, like PETA does. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Pat's pulpier pulp Faction tweets, after Pat read that last bit so compassionately, (laughs) I expect PETA and the ASPCA to contact him soon to be their voice instead of Sarah McLaughlin. New gig waiting for you. Totally open to that. Nobody better for a PETA. Actually, I do love, I mean, I don't like to, you know, I'm I'm all about hunter's rights Mm -hmm. and uh, gun rights, obviously, love the Second Amendment. Mm -hmm. But I'm not really into killing things. Do you, you, do you love you know? animals? I, I, do I love them? Yeah, I mean, I like animals. So you like them? So I do don't you... want to hurt them. I don't want them to be hurt. Like there was a, did you see the photo? I think it was on Drudge. Gigantic lion laying there dead. And the couple behind them who had killed the lion uh, kissing in a, some kind of selfie from Africa. <laughs> and I, it's not okay. my favorite. It's not my favorite. Mm-mm. Just killing them for sport? Mm, not into that. 
Now, if the lion were chasing mm. them, then you kill it. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> you think they're going to eat the lion? Or if every other food source <laughs> is exhausted and you're, you know, staying alive, kill the lion and eat it. <laughs> Not sure how tasty that meat would be, but yeah. So, but, but killing it for fun or sport, nah, I don't like that. So, so it's fair to say you like animals, and uh, you obviously would like um, to see them in a video. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, no, it's not surfing safe to around. Say. Maybe watch a no. You wouldn't video. be safe on that territory. Got no. Lots of lots of videos of I animals. I know. I see I, an opening. I know you do. Uh, you want the uh, jump roping dogs, the bear climbing through the window, no, or the cat knocking the bottle cap uh, off the deal there. Uh, I'm just trying. I mean, I'm trying. Letter D, none of the above. Did I get that right? It wasn't on a fourth. Uh, oh wait, none of the above or all of the above? None of the. Oh, above. I misheard. Mm-hmm. Too bad. Uh, Boston has banned the uh, the Christian flag while um, they've allowed 284 other flags Ridiculous. to fly. This is a lawsuit that was launched against the city of Boston because they allegedly banned the Christian flag from flying while simultaneously allowing hundreds of others to fly. In August 2017, Camp Constitution, a Christ- Christian summer camp, requested that the Christian flag be flown during a demonstration on Constitution Day. Okay. Now, that seems that to go hand in hand. Reasonable, nice. right? According to their lawsuit, their request was rejected, and they were not allowed to fly the Christian flag uh, during that celebration. And so they just uh, so ban all flags, right? Well. Oh, no? The city claims that they don't fly uh, non-secular flags. Mm-hmm. But the lawsuit points out that the city has flown religious flags countless times in the past. No. The Turkish flag, which has the Islamic star and crescent, Mm -hmm. that's been raised at least 13 times in Boston over the last 14 years. City has also allowed the Chinese, Cuban, and Vatican flags to fly (laughs) in front of the city municipal offices, which goes against what they call what they told Camp Constitution. So in total, 284 different types of flags have been flown by the city. Oh, including, of course, of course, transgender and LGBTQQIA2 plus flags. Good. Okay. Okay, so fine. There's, there's no problem there. I mean, Christians, so, there's too many Christians. So it doesn't matter if we just, you know, ban their little symbols. So or their beliefs. they'll fly a country flag. Uh-huh. So could you get away with flying like a, a Norwegian flag? Uh, maybe you got uh, Switzerland, right? You've got uh, Finland. And all those have... Even England. Yeah, they have cross. cross they have a cross, thing. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get away with that? I don't know if they consider it a cross on all those flags. Yeah. But that's what it looks like. That's how you, uh, yeah. that's how you get around this ban. Right. But boy, Boston, I mean... Ridiculous. The birthplace of the Revolutionary War. Yeah. Yeah. Where one of the things we were fighting for mm-hmm. was religious freedom. Sheesh. Mm-hmm. Also, actor Chris Pratt was smeared by the media for wearing what they described as a white supremacist shirt. When we show it to you, let's show it to you. Okay, because you'll this. agree, I think, that... Should um, we censor this on Blaze TV? Oh, uh, no, there it is! Oh, my gosh! Oh! Oh! Did we oh, my, give enough oh, of no. a warning? Oh, oh no! Okay. Oh, that's a Gadsden flag! <gasps> oh, no. What a... Hateful. <laughs> I can't even look at him anymore. So he got caught wearing that shirt while walking with his wife, Catherine Schwarzenegger. Uh, the image was posted on social media by uh, Hunter Harris of Vulture. 
Yahoo News then posted several tweets of random Twitter users who were offended by the sight of the historically important design. I love this when they just pick out just people that, that uh, fit their agenda and, and embed them in the stories. The Gadsden flag is a white supremacist flag now? Yep, yep. Stop it. Yeah, yeah. It's 2019, baby. The article uh, describes the historical source of the design. The writing and snake combo on its own is depicted on the Gadsden flag, a symbol created by Christopher Gadsden, blah, blah, blah. It came to prominence uh, prominence during the Revolutionary War, obviously, by U.S. colonists who wanted independence. But it then goes on to claim the design signifies the support of white supremacy with only the opinion of a few Twitter accounts as evidence. Oh, Pratt was previously attacked by lesbian actress Ellen Page for attending a church that didn't live up to her liberal advocacy demands. Uh-oh. You know what uh, Chris should do before he goes to church on Sunday is, is uh, call Ellen Page or, or better yet, invite her to meet him somewhere. And have her list of pre-approved, yeah. um, pre pre-approved churches that he may attend, mm-hmm. because I think we all agree that uh, Ellen Page is the be-all and end-all. I can think of one church that'd be on that Everything list, as we discussed earlier in the program, uh, pastored by <clears throat> Jeremiah Wright. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We got to get into that deeper because, and we're out of time now. We've got a guest coming up who's <laughs> awesome, uh, Dr. Susan Crockford. From, uh, she's a zoologist at the University of Victoria. Uh, we're going to get to that discussion because if you, you might remember this from a few weeks ago, before my surgery, we were talking about the, the tragedy of the walruses. <sighs> they all fell off a cliff because of global warming. Global warming. Mm-hmm. Did it again. Mm-hmm. And it's everywhere. It's permeated. I guess the, it had become so hot where they were that they just thought jumping over the cliff would bring them a lot of wind <laughs> and cool off cool their off. bodies. That's what it was before they hit the ground. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then, of course, when they're dead, they're gonna their body's gonna cool down. So okay. <laughs> it was global warming. Yeah. You got me. We'll find out from her in a second, though. Uh, first, let me tell you about this new book by Kenton Long uh, that. I know you're going to love. It's called Prodigal Sons of Liberty. It's about Article 5, a little-known clause in Article 5. I mean, it's probably known to all, most of us because it's about the Convention of States. And that's what we're trying to bring about in real life. But as in real life, in the book, Washington's corrupt elite trying to stop a Convention of States from coming to save the Constitution. And a battle ensues. And it's a great summer read. It's going to be something that you're not going to be able to put down once you pick it up and read it. It's available at uh, KentonLong.com and Amazon Books. It's Prodigal Sons of Liberty, a modern thriller by Kenton Long. K-E-N-T-O-N, Long.com, or at Amazon Books. to Dr. Susan Crockford, who is a zoologist at the University of Victoria. Uh, Susan, welcome to The Blaze. Good morning. 
Nice to be here. Uh, we were talking about this Netflix episode. Um, one of the episodes, I think it's the second in the series of Our Planet. It's Our Planet One. There's so many of these on Netflix now. It's just about all Netflix offers. Our Planet, Planet Earth, Blue Planet, Blue Planet Two, the planet that's dying because of global warming. I don't know. There's a million of them. Anyway, there's a really awful, disturbing scene of these walruses who have crawled up to the top of a cliff to rest and, I don't know, get away from sharks or something. I don't know what they're doing up there. Um, But they blame the fact that they all then eventually tumble over the cliff and die. It's got to be, I don't know, a hundred of them, it looks like. Uh, And it is a sad scene. It's really a disturbing scene. But they blame... It, they blame it all on global warming. Um, tell us about that specious claim. Well, what has happened in that in that particular se- sequence is that, in fact, thousands of walruses have come on shore, and most of these are um, mothers with um, new calves. Okay. And they've come on shore to rest between feeding bouts, mm-hmm. and it just so happens that in this particular location, they were able to get up. Um, a cliff uh, along a a slope behind the cliff Mm -hmm. and um, they got disturbed once the, some ones that are at the, were at the top and they fell over. Now this has been blamed on global warming that in fact, they, the claim is that um, walruses never climbed up on cliffs before there was um, a sea ice decline. But in fact, what we know from the historical record is that this has always happened, and it, it goes back oh, um, virtually a hundred years of thousands of walruses showing up, and in fact, the, the phenomenon that is um, what we're seeing is that this happens more often when the population is thriving and very high, and that's when you see the really large um, herds, like hundreds of thousands, 50,000 uh-huh. walruses coming on shore, that's actually an indication that the population is in good shape. Huh. So, in part, they say that they shouldn't have even been there because, but the only reason they were there is because where they usually go has melted, right, or something, and, th- and that's why they happened to land there in the first place. Is there any truth well, to that? Well, they're... they're is, is a certain truth in the fact that if there had been ice there, they couldn't have got to the beach. Yeah. You know, so it's kind okay. of a, um, a, a circular argument. Um, and it really, but it's, it's certainly not unusual. And that even 100 years ago, anytime there was no ice, the walrus came up on the beach. Is it possible, is it true, though, that, uh, that this catastrophe might have actually been caused by Netflix or the people who are doing this special because they had drones above and it frightened the herd. Well, that's one of that's one of the possibilities that um, um, myself and several other people have have been um, investigating. And the other possibility um, is is that there were polar bears in the area, and that we know for. And so that could have scared them over the ledge. And that could have scared them over because we know that an event caused by polar bears happened several days before they were filming. And so it looks like the, um, the bodies, the scan of hundreds of bodies along the beach, those bodies were there days before. Not, they didn't happen as a result of the, the actual filming sequence. This is, if not an absolute fabrication and lie, it certainly is misleading. 
isn't it? I mean, that's oh, absolutely unbelievable. Absolutely. And you know, and it really is. You know, they're presenting it as an unnatural event when that couldn't be further from the truth. And yeah. so they're really spinning a bogus tale to pr- to promote an agenda. The other thing that's interesting about this is they continually speak on these specials about how dire the plight is of polar bear, polar bears <laughs> because they got no food anymore. And then here's a thousand walruses all ready to eat. I mean, that's. There's got to be something to that, right? Didn't it feed polar bears then? Well, it, they do indeed. And in yeah. fact, I don't know if you've seen the footage. But I have. In the very last scene, the there, polar, a polar bear up. comes on shore <laughs> yes. and starts feeding on one of the walruses. <laughs> yes. He's got, he's got more to eat there than he could probably eat in five years. Right. They can't have it both ways. Right. They want the polar no, bears exactly. to be starving to death, uh-huh. but they also want the walruses dying because of global warming. It makes no sense. It's amazing. Well, and one of the things is that, that you know, they seem to be trying to make with, in, with, this, with this sequence um, to make walruses a new symbol of climate change um, because <laughs> polar bears are so abundant now yeah. that they really make a really bad icon for global warming. And so they're trying to, you know, shift, shift the icon a bit. And that's something that I talk about in my new book that's called The Polar Bear Catastrophe That Never Happened. <laughs> I like that. The polar bear catastrophe that never happened. They they had been talking for years about how endangered the polar bears are when in fact the population from 1970 until a few years ago had increased by I don't know five times or something, right? It's, well, it's it has definitely increased. And yeah. the thing thing is that the prediction was that there would be a marked decline. Yeah. And they had um, the the decline that was predicted in sea ice. Um, actually happened decades before it was expected. and But the polar bears didn't all drop dead. Right. And they've right. just been thriving. And and so that, that other, um, well, it was a, a bogus um, prediction at the time, and that has now been exposed. They they used and to. They people used are to beginning use... to realize that that mm-hmm. they've been had. You know, the, right. they're that they're um, trying to um, elicit an emotional response from people, yeah. and to get them sucked in and get them pulled into this global global warming hype, and the walrus story story being used in we're, exactly the same way. We're losing you. Are you walking around because it's uh, it, you're kind of cutting out there. Um, the other thing is the the other image that they used all the time. Well, there's a couple of them, but one of them was I think a mother and a and a baby, uh, a cub, floating out on an ice floe, and it all lonely and out in the middle of nowhere, and it looks like they're doomed because the ice is broken up and they're on I don't know the last sheet of ice in the Arctic or something. Uh, that was also kind of used for years as a symbol of, of how bad things were for the polar bears, was it not? Oh, wow, did we lose her? Yeah, we lost her. We lost her. We, we were just, just getting to know her. All right, so uh, dang it. It was interesting. Anyway, they, they were out on that ice flow, and the thing is, uh, they made it look like these polar bears have no nowhere to go because they're out in the middle of nowhere, with just water all around them on this one sheet of ice, and the two of them are floating away to oblivion to drown. 
Do you know how far polar bears can swim? <laughs> swim, yeah. <laughs> polar bears have literally been uh, clocked swimming <laughs> 400 miles at a time. They wow. can swim for 400 <laughs> miles if it, necessary. And that's all they do is manipulate these that's all they do. photographs. Remember we just had the dog sled thing? Yes. Where they're going, over, oh, look at them mushing over the water instead of the snow. And it was right. it was because there was so much ice that the snow melt couldn't get through the thickness of the ice. Right. And therefore, and it did the same thing. They had a picture from 40 years ago. Yeah. Then there was the image of the emaciated polar bear, really skinny. I just saw this one again yesterday. Yep. Which, it does look tragic. Um, and I think we've got Susan back on. Um, Susan, we were just talking about another image that's been used a lot. And that's the, the image of the uh, polar bear the emaciated polar bear looks like he's starving to death and that too is because yeah. of global warming he can't get any seals in his diet anymore and uh yes exactly well and and you know and what people are beginning to realize because the information's getting out there is that polar bears the starving to death is the leading cause of death for polar bears oh and wow it, it's a nat- it's a natural cause of death now if we if if a picture had been shown of 30 polar bears all starving to death. Right. Now, that would be something that we would have to take seriously. Okay. But one, one starving bear is not an indication that anything at all out of the ordinary is going on. And like the walrus story, it really is showing something completely natural and pro- portraying it as if it was unnatural and being caused by global warming. So... I'm, sometimes there's just polar bears who are bad hunters, or they just be, had bad luck and they can't get enough food. Exactly, right? And and so you get that happens mostly <clears throat> with young bears who who are not very good hunters. But also mm-hmm. when bears get older, or if they get sick, or if they get injured, if they can't eat um, adequately in the spring when when their hunting is most important, then then they're in trouble, and that's how they die. Super effective, though, because it does tug at your heartstrings. And then, you know, when they use that as propaganda, uh, it kind of sinks into the psyche. It, it really does. Yeah, And, and do- yeah. Dr. Crawford, you um, wrote about how this uh, National Geographic crew with this emaciated bear just let him wander for two days just so they Absolutely. could set up their, their video so they could get their shot yeah. instead of putting him out of his misery and calling out the warden. They just let him wander around and suffer and die. Sad. Absolutely. Yeah, and, really and not only to put him through that suffering, but they also let him wander away afterwards. And that, a bear in that condition is very dangerous. And that means that that bear was then out in the landscape and perhaps, you know, an Inuit family com- coming to have, you know, to a summer hunting camp might have unknowingly uns- come up into that area and encountered that bear. And we know from prior experience that, in fact, even a bear in that kind of condition, it can hide behind a rock, scoop up a small child. You know, mm-hmm. they put other people in danger as how, well as putting the, the bear through unnecessary suffering. How do we reverse this indoctrination about climate change in our society? How do we get the truth out to, to kids? Because in schools, they're just eating this stuff up. I know, I know, and it's it's very it's very disturbing, and um, I think that the the only thing I can say is that you come across a story that is um, making you uh, giving you a really strong emotional response mm-hmm. that 
you know, that's a good sign that you're being manipulated. And if a story is making you really sad or outraged or afraid, um, it's really likely that the facts of the story are not what you're being told. All right. Appreciate your joining and us. That, you know, you just need to have your, mm-hmm. you, you know, your, um, your critical thinking in high alert. Uh, tell us the name again of your new book. What is it called? It's called The Polar Bear Catastrophe That Never Happened. Okay. We, and it's available on, on Amazon. And we just tweeted that out. All right. Uh, Dr. Crocker, thanks for uh, joining us. Thanks for telling the truth about this stuff mm-hmm. because well, you're really welcome. important. That's what I do because I'm a scientist and that's important to me. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Um, so many scientists aren't concerned about the truth. They're just concerned about the agenda. Just get the agenda out there. If uh, people people believe that all of these walruses died, jumped over a cliff because of global warming, that eh, just helps our cause. <laughs> That's all. It just helps. Yep. Yep. Propaganda. That's uh, pathetic. That's all we get. Um, you know, it sounds like she's from Canada. She's from Canada. Yep. University of Victoria or yep, whatever. She must right. be from Canada with mm-hmm. the oots and the boots. Yep, yep, heard that. Uh, mm-hmm. So she must be seeing the effort from uh, Justin Trudeau. Oh, Justin Trudeau country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's a big environmentalist, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we found out a couple of weeks ago how big an environmentalist he is. <laughs> Here's what he said about switching his water bottles up. <laughs> you and your family do to cut back on plastics. We, uh, we, uh, we have uh, recently switched recently to drinking uh, water bottles drinking out of uh, water, water bo- out of uh, out of water. We have water bottles water uh, out, bottles of, uh, out of plastic uh, plastic. Uh, sorry, away sorry. From plastic towards no, not uh, plastic paper paper. Um, That's what I mean. Yeah, like drink box water bottles. <laughs> drink box water, but like water drink box water things that are made of plastic, not plastic. They're concrete. They're, That's a leader. We, right we got there. some co- they're Con- concrete bottles. Concrete and, bottles? Yeah, concrete, concrete bottles. Environmentally friendly. We switched from water bottles that are plastic into plastic, not plastic. The, the, the new concrete. The concrete? The water bottles that are a little bit heavier, but man, they're durable. And is that you better can for the environment? Much, much better for the environment. How, how is it getting a case of concrete water bottles from your local Costco into the house? Well, you need to bring your, you need to Bring your forklift with you when you go to the grocery store. So just go to the store with a forklift. Okay. And uh, <laughs> it's practical, but I love the earth, so I'm willing to try right. a concrete That's the thing. water bottle. That's like, I don't want to hear you whining about yes, it. Sir. Just do yeah. it. Shut up. Right.